0: All right? All right. Are we rolling? Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the Kristen's Kitchen podcast. Um, I'm actually here with my official taste tester. Hi there. um, Who you guys know as Jeff, my husband. And this is our first podcast. I kind of wish that people could have heard this whole conversation like five seconds ago before we started filming or recording.
1: It would have been way more entertaining, I think.
0: Yeah. Like, what does this button do? (laughs) (laughs) um so this is my first podcast and um i think fe- i feel like i don't know jeff do you even know what we're talking about
1: uh i'm following your lead so this is we're, we're totally winging this one
0: so it's kind of like life basically okay
1: basically it's like when we're at the expo and you're just zipping around in between everybody and i'm like <laughs> where did Kristen go
0: hey you're tall though you can totally Like, find me. Then
1: I should be the one leading and not trying to follow, because you just blend in everybody else who's short, and I'm sitting here like, I can't see.
0: Well, I feel like that's for another episode. I feel like we should start off with, like, where, like, why Kristen's Kitchen started and, like, why I started it. Sounds good to me. All right, go ahead.
1: Um, Hi, my (laughs) name is Jeff. I am not Kristen of Kristen's Kitchen.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... Oh my goodness, what year? 20, it's 2019? Mm-hmm. So I started Kristen's Kitchen in 2015, which feels like forever ago. But anyway, and um, it actually started before that, even though I didn't really realize it at the time, uh, because back in 2009, 2010, I had totally changed all of my eating habits. Um, so... I got rid of wheat, dairy, corn, soy, sugar, like processed foods, any what else? I feel like that's the majority of it. Yeah, that's the main thing. And I had to like relearn how to feed us, basically. And I didn't want to miss out on eating certain foods, or I just I wanted to still eat the things that I love. So I had to get creative in the kitchen. So fast forward to like maybe 2012-ish and I had been creating a lot of recipes uh, and posting on Instagram and Facebook and whatever, just like my personal account. And friends would message me and ask me for the recipe. And at the time I was like, I don't know, I'm just making it up and a little dash of this and a pinch of this, which really means that Jeff was doing it all well clearly yeah and i mean
1: I, I take full credit for everything that is kristen's kitchen
0: <laughs> you do don't you um i still love you though and um so at the time yeah i was just like making it up as i go along and i finally was like okay like i guess i do need to do this but i don't even know where to start so i think i waited like a year before or a couple years before i even started because i couldn't think of a name
1: i, f- I literally think that probably on like a monthly basis it was. What should I call my blog?
0: I know, I know. I don't even remember the other options.
1: Did we have other options?
0: Did we start with Kristen's Kitchen and then I just wasn't sure? I
1: think I think maybe Kristen's Kitchen had been thrown around at one point, and yeah. then we kind of came full circle after throwing a bunch of random things against the wall that just didn't fit.
0: Nothing st- stuck. Yeah, is the word stuck? Yep. Um, I almost said stuck hey it works (laughs) it works nothing stuck to the wall um yeah so then we ended up with kristen's kitchen and i remember it was february and i was asking like a lot of my close friends and family members okay what do you think of this name and this logo and blah 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 and i feel like i just had to like start and so a lot of times people will ask me like do you have any advice for starting or, or someone will just say, oh, I kind of want to start a blog or an Instagram account and do X, Y and Z with it. And I always tell them, like, the first thing and the hardest thing. Well, OK, wait, the first thing you need to do is just start and just starting is the hardest thing. Um, I wish I hadn't waited. I feel like I would have started years before I did.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, f- I feel like you could have started way In like earlier. 1999
0: yeah when i was 12
1: and i don't know and how then party it like it is <laughs>
0: um <clears throat> yeah so i always tell people if you have an idea roll with it go with it you can always change the name later um and to not wait i wish i hadn't waited so what's really cool is when i was eating like this for myself and like developing recipes for myself and just for like my own health i didn't realize then that like god's plan was that would turn into christmas kitchen so i was doing all this stuff which for myself and just like to help me so me 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 whatever um i didn't realize then that it would actually be to help other people because there i realized there were other people who were just like me i kind of thought i was alone
1: so well you know i think i think that that's one of the things about all of this, especially going through all this before social media really took off, was that it was really easy to to feel like other people weren't going through what you were going through.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I still feel like that, but then I just open Instagram and go, nope, I'm not alone. In <laughs> I'm not alone in this. Um, and it's been a fun, wild ride. What's been like, what's, okay, what, I already know my answer. What's been like your favorite part about, like Kristen's kitchen are like going through the last like four years as i mean so back up really quick before we answer that we started the like the like motto or phrase under Kristen's kitchen do you remember what that was
1: the original one yeah uh hubby approved
0: well real food made with love hubby approved yeah but
1: i remember the hubby approved of course
0: you do um so that's what it started with right um What has been, like, the coolest thing either that you've gotten to do or that, like, a highlight, let's say, from you? Because you're more outsider, but then you've kind of recently joined in the fun with me, which we can talk about later. But, like, what's been, like, the coolest thing for you?
1: I think partially it's, it's finding new foods that are healthier and better... For you, yeah, but then also meeting the people behind the scenes. That is cool because I think I think for me it's always like I I have the more analytical like business mindset, Mm -hmm. and so it's fun seeing like the people behind the scenes that are creating the branding, creating the marketing, actually creating the products, and then hearing them actually talk about it, and then actually implement it, and then you see them saying, "Yeah, well, next year we're going to come out with this," and then they actually do, and then see what they how they actually put it together,
0: and also hearing like why they started. Right, like there's if you notice and now that you've done expo with me there's always um like a really cool story behind a lot of the brands that start like there was a problem that they had and they're like let's solve it and then all of a sudden it solves the problem for so many people
1: yeah well you know the interesting thing with that too is how it's usually the companies that succeed and are the most successful that are the ones that have the stories
0: Yeah, the companies
1: that like they're just doing it just to do it it's like I don't know if it's that they don't have as much of the not the motivation, but like there's not the like as big of a push.
0: It's not that like extra heart almost, yeah. right?
1: Right. Because because they're being creative because it's better for that for them or their kid or their family or whatever it is, as opposed to I'm just gonna make something gluten free because I want to.
0: <laughs> or like right now, keto is really big. So you see a lot of brands just coming out with a keto product and that's cool. Like no no Tino shade on keto um but whatever the trend is whether it's keto adding cauliflower to whatever or cbd or i don't know whatever the trend is um or collagen there's there's always those brands that like they have this whole line of x y and z and then they just add a keto product or add and i don't feel like those products last they're just temporary while the trend is hot right yeah yeah I, yeah, I think that's really cool. I would agree with you. That's probably one of the coolest things I feel like what I get to do because before I actually started Kristen's Kitchen, we ate all these products. like We ate bought products from brands um, that now we have a relationship with. And when we see them, they go, oh, hey, Kristen. Oh, hey, Jeff. Whatever. So it's kind of cool to get to know the brands, I feel like.
1: Well, you know, the, the other side too is like it's one thing just to walk down the grocery store aisle and see – A company, and you see like, oh, vital Vital Proteins has this kind of branding, and you see just see like the blue, you see the yellow, or you see whatever it is. But then it's totally different when you're actually at like an expo and you see the whole big booth, or you meet the people, or you you know whatever it is, because then it's like the branding all makes sense. Right. Same thing with like Siete. It's like the same. I know. It's the same kind of thing where like you you see their their style and it's like oh that's a cool style but then you actually meet them and it's like okay now it makes sense
0: right I've as we've been talking and like just talking about the backside of brands Siete has been like in my mind I mean I love them right but I love their products and I love their story which you guys can look up but yeah that's kind of what was in my head as you were talking but
1: also also too, looking at them for as like an example Mm -hmm. is that their branding matches up with them personally because like there's some companies yeah. both in this industry and in just in general, in general where their brand there's like a disconnect between the branding and them mm-hmm,
0: and mm-hmm. it's like
1: so like, like for example when we were when we were at Expo East a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. we were in the and you probably don't even even remember this but we were walking <laughs> in like the supplement section <laughs> and there and there was uh the two people dressed in suits yeah sitting down mm-hmm. in front of a teepee
0: hmm I don't remember. You're right. You know me. There,
1: there was, there was no correlation between anything, and I'm just like, why is there a teepee? It just doesn't make sense. But yeah. then, but then when you meet a brand like Siete, or like Freak Flag Food, is it Freak Flag yeah, Foods? Yeah, yeah, my freaky it's like, friends. What's yeah, up? it's like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, there's a connection, and the, to me, those are the companies that are successful and that, you know. Clearly, you have to make a good product, but also, too, the branding has to match with the people.
0: Yeah. Do you know what my highlight is? Hanging out with me? I mean, you are my highlight. Actually, what's that song? Do you know that? You what? wrote a song for well, me. I, I and did And what write was, a was song. it called? Highlight. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, do you know what the highlight? <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. I'm laughing. Um, do you know what my highlight of, like, well, one of, like the main ones that I've gotten to do over the last four years?
1: Go to, go to all the expos.
0: Well, I mean that's a big one, but yeah. like something more recently that I got to do. Uh,
1: go to Washington D.C. Hey, yeah. Kristen goes to Washington.
0: Kristen goes to Washington. Yeah, that was probably like the coolest thing I've gotten to do. I mean, besides the fact that I've always wanted to go to D.C. like my whole life. Um, I was a history minor, so I mean, how where else can you get more history than that? Um, but yeah, in May, getting to go with the Organic Trade Association, to, I mean, l- how do you say, it? lobby for the organic trade industry, or Organ- gone, or I'm sorry, the organic industry, and um, wow, like I can't even talk. I'm so speechless that I got to do that, and me being not as into politics as you like I was geeking out for you being at like on my behalf on you, yeah, I was geeking out on, on your behalf of where I was and like I think I remember texting you pictures and yeah. I was like look where I am oh my goodness yeah that was really cool but it, I think what was cool about that too is I didn't like I never thought I would go to DC for that. Like we love to travel. We travel a lot. Yeah. I love history. I love sightseeing and whatever. I always thought we'd get to DC eventually, but not for that reason. Right. And I, it was really cool. It was really powerful.
1: I don't know. Well, I think I think the two is is on looking at that kind of a thing and looking at that kind of experience too. You you begin to realize the kind of impact that you can have doing this kind of thing yeah which I think is why it's good for people to you know like if if it's something that somebody wants to do just start doing it because like down the road like you don't know where it can lead it could it could it could be difficult to could take a long time to get there and for other people they just explode and get right to the top or whatever it is but I think I think that there's a lot of potential to actually accomplish and do the things that uh, like you couldn't even think about doing like you weren't thinking I'm going to go to Washington DC <laughs> and I'm going to talk to a representative a that, couple
0: I talked to a couple that you
1: see on the news being yeah. interviewed all the time right to, who am I exactly you're a lobbyist
0: I, I can I can I totally put that on my Instagram bio
1: you should now you're in, now you're into politics and you're a lobbyist <laughs> and next thing you know it'll be Kristen's Kitchen is president of the United States
0: I'm just saying I mean, not, maybe not like for a while. So like 30, I don't know, what what year would that be? 34? Yeah, sure. I don't know.
1: Yeah. As long as I can be campaign manager, we're good.
0: Are you going to be first lady?
1: Yeah, I'll be first lady.
0: <laughs> first husband, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, if you had said like four years ago, whenever I started, like, oh, by the way, in four years, you're going to go to D.C. and do all this really awesome, powerful stuff, uh, with the Organic Trade Association and working with farmers and t- or like talking to farmers about um, the like the organic industry itself and how to further the like organic movement I would have been like um, really
1: well what, like, what what was the biggest thing that you learned on that trip?
0: I feel like the biggest thing I learned was that it doesn't like you're not small enough like there's you're never too small like to make a difference because if did i say that right yeah because it starts with like your dollars and where you spend your dollars so if you want to learn more about uh, learn more about the organic trade association or just the organic industry in general obviously like quick google search what's up but um how you can further that movement is like starting with purchasing organic products and looking for that usda or certified organic label and looking at um the like searching for that label and then supporting that and realize that you're supporting more than just like that brand you're supporting organic farmers in the organic industry as a whole um, because it's more than just like you know insert your favorite organic product whatever it is you're not just supporting that brand it goes past that and the organic farmers and their families and just by buying organic i mean that's huge you don't think about it like that
1: well it, it is huge too but also looking at it strictly from like the business perspective is that you know everybody always complains organics too expensive organics yeah. too expensive yeah but the, the thing is is that that actually comes down to supply and demand and mm-hmm. and the farmer's ability to actually a profit because you know they're the ones doing all the work they deserve a profit right right so if they're not able to sell as much of their product because there's not as much demand then obviously the price has to go higher in order yeah. for them to be able to in order for them to be able to support their, their farm so then the key is the more that we can actually spend money in the organic industry It's almost like we're investing in the future because we're going to be able to get the prices down in the future. If everybody starts buying organic, then all of a sudden now they're able to run on volume as opposed to having to run on trying to make a profit per individual sale. So there's just like a different strategy involved there.
0: Right. Yeah, it was pretty powerful and it was really cool to be surrounded by. um, So there was I think I think there was like eight influencers that went and then I think there was like 250 or almost 300 people actually that as we say as lobbyists that we hit the hill and see i can i can you're totally pe- be you're picking up on the lingo i am
1: pretty soon we're gonna be doing like backroom deals and
0: <laughs> um so it was cool to just be like with, it was everybody from farmers to brands um to influencers to just people who want to further this movement and have such a heart for it i mean and never once did like i I was kind of nervous i'm like hi guys my name's kristen i'm an influencer like i i mean i never felt like smaller than anyone else you you
1: walk into the room you're like hi i'm going to influence you
0: (laughs) i mean totally um yeah and it was the first time the organic trade association um did this they had influencers so i think also within that people are like you know marketing is changing obviously five years ago six years ago ten years ago there wasn't this job of being an influencer or whatever Um, I think not switching topics but like within that I think a couple things that we can talk about within that I was gonna do a whole episode on the organic trade association and like going um, to DC whatever and I still want to do a talk more on just organic but a couple things if you're listening. Uh, and care hi please care um please please (laughs) please um a couple things you could do to start going organic and not like break your budget or break your bank right so i think one of them is looking at the dirty dozen versus clean 15. so you've been around me long enough do you like what is that do you know the not necessarily specific items right. but do you know what those are
1: well yeah so like the dirty 15 is going to be the dirty one, dozen dirty dozen thanks. and the clean 15. thanks see i'm, I'm picking up thanks slowly <laughs> that's why you're here
0: i am hi
1: right but but the one is but the 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 dirty dozen mm-hmm. Got that right? Yeah. Okay, so dirty dozen. That those are the ones that you need to avoid essentially at all co- at all costs because right. those are the ones that have the most pesticides, right? And are going to be the biggest problem for you, right? Pop it,
0: quiz. What's number one on the dirty dozen right now?
1: Uh, strawberries, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good. I got right. it right.
0: You did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's dirty dozen, and and it can change kind of
1: don't they change it annually?
0: I think it's annually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can learn more about like the exact dirty dozen if you go to environmental working group on Google, quick search. Um, what is the clean fifteen?
1: Those are the things that are gonna have the least amount of pesticides on nor on non organic foods. So right. th- those are the things that it's like if you're gonna get or not if you're gonna get non organic Get the things that are on the clean 15
0: right good you're welcome you learn yeah um so that's one that's you know one thing you can look at another thing is what do you eat the most of so like i don't know if you if your family eats a lot of cheese or a lot of meat or a lot of like berries or a lot of what peanut butter or whatever it is um start with that because that's what you're consuming the most of um and then you can Switch to organic with that, and then the majority of what you're eating essentially is organic. So, I think those are two like really good starting points for switching to organic. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like for us, that's been we eat what like 80 to 90 percent organic. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and that's important to us. Yeah, well, I
1: I think, but but also think too is the cool thing is that I think with within organic and just like the healthy food industry in general is like now there's actually food that tastes really good Mm -hmm. and actually food that tastes better than than the normal mainstream brands because it's like for for and I think a lot of it too comes to quote unquote practicing to eat real food because now if I was to go back and eat a bunch of the crap that I used to eat i mean yeah it tastes like cardboard and garbage
0: whereas
1: now you're actually eating real food right and organic food and you can taste the difference like like it's crazy how you can taste the difference in in organic meat versus non-organic meat
0: yeah like so we buy we love um, buy ranch direct shout out love your meat um and when we eat non-organic meat i mean typically it's gonna be at a restaurant we can tell you can totally tell the quality is different the um, I don't some of it. I now I don't want to get out too deep, but like some of it could also be in my head as well because I know I'm not eating grass fed, but most of the I mean, we don't eat out that much too, mm-hmm. we mostly eat at home because I cook. Um, but yeah, it the the taste is different for sure,
1: yeah. And, and, sure. and it's weird because it shouldn't, but I, th- but, I th- no. but I think I think that to a certain degree, you you also have to wonder if they're pumping the cows. Full of antibiotics and all these chemicals and steroids and like all these things in order to adjust like the size of the muscle so that way they you know they're getting you their meat. You have to wonder is that affecting even the taste? Oh,
0: I'm sure. Can I have a burger with a side of antibiotics, please? Make mine a double, no fries.
1: Or the Arnold Schwarzenegger cow.
0: (laughs) I want to pump you up. (laughs) <laughs> how'd i do very good i'm so gonna impersonate him now all the time just kidding so uh what else um i feel like we can talk about how you entered into my like little industry it's actually a big industry but I like entered into your world into my world yeah, yeah. How, what, how did that happen what did we start with we started with t-shirts for
1: you. Yes. So so I started coming along coming along to I think my first thing was was it X? Well, no, I came along to some of like the smaller like events.
0: Yeah.
1: And then um, was ShiftCon like really my my first big event that I went to? Yeah. Like I like think first so. main event that and I went that to. And that
0: was January 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that I started kind of coming along and started meeting some of the people that were around and that sort of thing and then um, And then you got me t shirts that said hashtag official taste tester. Yeah. Because everything had to be hubby approved. So I was the official taste tester in Kristen's Kitchen. Right.
0: It made sense.
1: So then so then I start rocking these t shirts.
0: Which everybody loves. Yeah. By the way. (laughs) I I
1: think I win in the coolest t-shirt. You do, and
0: you know what? I feel like my shirts are pretty rad. But yeah. people, I mean, there's also the comedy aspect to yours. Because duh.
1: Which we still have to get. Um, uh, the
0: guys from Milkademia. I know.
1: They really want they, a shirt. They we do need, love we need your shirt. shirt.
0: So and then what did we do in March? So was this March your first Expo? No, this was your second Expo second West. Second Expo West, yeah. And, um, and what did we do right before Expo West this year?
1: I don't even remember at this point, because everything blurs together.
0: No, with your Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah. we did. So we were able to get the official taste tester on instagram how, how is that available i don't know and just the other night maybe two nights ago
0: oh wait that's a secret
1: okay that's a secret yeah
0: we can talk about that later
1: okay sneak but, peek there, you have a secret coming
0: yeah something cool happened the other day um yeah how is that available like i don't know it it blows my mind. i feel like it was made for you
1: it was made for me yeah so yeah so now so now i'm starting to post when i go to events
0: Expos. and i'm i'm,
1: I'm learning how to story
0: Yeah, you are. Yeah, because
1: Kristen's like the story queen. That's all she does all day long is story, story, story.
0: I know. I do.
1: I need need, need to catch up.
0: You do. So, yeah. So now we have the official taste tester um, who's sitting right next to me. And um, that's kind of the story of Kristen's Kitchen and how it started, um, along with some other tidbits and stuff sprinkled in, right? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so this was our first podcast. I'm new to podcasting. I hope you guys liked this episode. This is... I think I'm gonna call it. You know, what I'm gonna call it. What are you gonna call it? Um, wait, I wrote it down. I want to make sure I see <laughs> it right. Hold on. Uh, um, okay, ready? Okay, let's okay. hear. It.
1: Okay, and it, it Just, it just you know, we're doing this live. Like, this wasn't planned. I don't. <laughs> we don't really even. We started this without even really officially coming up with an with an idea for the name. So.
0: Wait, I thought we do have a name now. Okay. You don't remember? go for it it was so the name no the name of the my podcast is Kristen's Kitchen podcast
1: okay I thought you were winging it now so no
0: the name of this episode
1: episode yeah okay I thought you were changing the name of the podcast no I wouldn't do that to you okay
0: um so the Nate tell me how you feel about this one so this episode episode one is called the one where I started Kristen's Kitchen you see what i did there i see what you did there all right cool so you can follow me um at kristen's kitchen on twitter instagram pinterest facebook uh did i miss one Inst- facebook instagram twitter pinterest youtube i don't know just in life you can follow me at kristen's kitchen
1: just just not in a stalker way but yeah but just following in general is, yeah. is always a good thing
0: yeah um and where can they follow you jeff
1: on instagram Yeah. End of story. At what? At official taste tester.
0: That's right. So until next time, thanks for listening, and be well.